this is Veronica from at Veronica Letters. And this is Colin from at Tierney Studio. And we are Craigography. And you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 198 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, I am so stoked to have you here. We are two away from the 200th episode, which is so mind-boggling to me, honestly. And, you know, before we get too far, here is a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Chasing Dreams is sponsored by our 2019 Fundathon supporters. Fundathon is our fundraising efforts to keep this show on the air till March 2020. To do that, we need to raise $13,000 and we're on our way, but we still need your help. If you'd like to donate, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And Dream Chasers, two things I want to remind you of, whether it's for us or another charity or cause you want to support. One, it's not the size of the donation that matters. So if you can't donate a lot, think nothing of it. Know that I appreciate the $12 donations just as much as the other donations, because I know that's your lunch money. That's your money to go see a movie or go out. So regardless of how much money you can give, your donation is important, and I thank you for your generosity. And two, please don't wait for someone else to help out. You can't control the actions of others, only your own. We can't reach the goal without your help. Again, if you'd like to support us, please visit amyj21.com donate. And to all those who have donated so far, thank you. And one more note I have to share with you guys. We are selling t-shirts now. If you go to amyj21.com slash store, you will find two designs. Check it out. If there's find something you like, let me know. Buy a shirt. All the proceeds go to keeping this podcast going and we'd appreciate any support you give. All right, guys, on to the fun episode. Here's why it's fun. A few months ago, my sister, younger sister, who's the talented artist, um, and Jamie and I are not offended by this. Gina is definitely the more artistic of the three sisters and she wanted to do this craligraphy course and i was like sure why not that sounded cool and it's mark it's doing calligraphy with markers and it was so intriguing to me that i wanted to check it out and that's where i met one part of today's guest so i met colin tyranny he's the guy behind craligraphy he runs tyranny studios an independent design company specializing in lettering calligraphy illustration and branding Colin has worked with clients from all over the world, and his work has been published in several books, featured on the web, recognized and awarded around the globe. And he put a workshop in West Virginia that was all day fun, guys. Had so much fun. Honestly, if you find a calligraphy workshop around you, highly recommend you go there. And he's just one part of our guest today. I also have Veronica Ruiz. She's a lettering artist based out of Denver, Colorado. She's working with Colin now, and she draws letters. And drawing letters has been her passion since she was first exposed to the wonder of typography in her graphic design classes at the University of Central Florida. 
Veronica loves sharing everything she's learned in her lettering journey with others through her Instagram and blog. And Gina also told me about her. And when I told her, hey, they're coming on the show, she was just as excited as I am, as you guys will be, too, because we had such a fun conversation. And so check it out, guys. Here it is. Hey, Colin. Hey, Veronica. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. So I got to tell you, I first heard of Crayligraphy through a workshop that my sister signed up for with you, Colin, and it was an amazing experience. So first of all, kudos to you for putting on such an experience. I had no idea this was a thing. None whatsoever. And then to find out you're not the only one doing it, right? That uh, Veronica, you are also doing something similar and doing this also, and that there are others, and that this is actually a movement of sorts that is out there. Like, yeah. So, Colin, why don't you tell us, how did this come about? Um, I'd say initially it came about, in, in the workshop you're referencing, um, we had Natalie Downey mm-hmm. from um, Natalie Downey Designs, and she, she was also the uh, co-host at that uh, Creative Legacy workshop that you're speaking of. Um, and about, f- uh, about five years ago, I started a blog called, actually, no, this was 10 years ago. I started a blog called In a Brush, and it was a play on words. It was kind of like, just get your work out there. Don't set up a stage photo shoot of it. Just It was a way to just kind of uh, document my progress because mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, the, lettering bro- the lettering boom had just begun. Um, you know, the Jessica Hitches, Hitches and the Eric Maranoviches and um, they were all coming um, to be as lettering artists. And that's kind of when I got into it as well. Um, it was around like 2010. And I was seeing some other work and I got into hand lettering originally. I loved it. It was at first I was the Tony Studio was just a uh, visual identity branding suite, mm-hmm. you know. And I would work on those traditional kind of logos with you have your mark and your typography and then subtext. Uh, But I wanted to kind of expand my skill set and offer something else for potential clients. So I got into hand lettering. And from hand lettering, I got into the world of calligraphy naturally because it's all kind of relatives, uh, relative based on like love of letter forms. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to try my hand at calligraphy. So I started this blog in a brush and about a year or so, you know, of everyday practice, I really wanted to get good. Um, but I knew it was going to take a lot of time and effort and commitment. Um, and so I devoted, you know, about an hour a day to just penmanship, you know, really studying the different styles and um, trying out different instruments, you know, brush pens, dip pens, um, parallel pens. Mm-hmm. And I would say about a year later, um, it started to uh, pick up some some steam and uh, people started to notice. And it was through Tumblr. This was before Instagram kind of had. Wow, you're going to that that untold social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that used to be the thing prior to, uh, you know, the, the dribbles and the Instagrams right. of today. Um, and it, it kind of, uh, you know, after this year of practicing, it kind of picked up steam and um, there was some larger name brands like blogs of uh, Cosmopolitan and Business Insider and mm-hmm. Design Milk um, that would feature it. And they would create their own blog post based on this in a brush blog. And all of a sudden, it just got tons of followers out of nowhere. It was really cool. 
and it felt great. But I was like, I, I'm not, <laughs> I am no expert or pro at this yet. Um, I'm still very much a beginner and still learning, but mm-hmm. I'm flattered. Great. Thank you. Um, and along with the popularity of the blog, it, I also received several emails um, asking if I teach this, um, you know, how do you, how do you create letters with this pen or that pen? Right. And I honestly didn't have an answer. So I kind of had to like sit back and think about like, is this something you want to do? Like, do you want to teach people how to do this? So I had to kind of learn to teach in a way. So you Um, decided that you wanted to teach this though. I wasn't sure, but if I was getting all this, this influx of emails and direct messages and all that, uh, I knew the interest was out there. Um, And I do believe I I have it in my blood. I do like teaching, um, but I just didn't know how to teach. Mm -hmm. So fast forward a few years later and um, I pick up a marker, you know, like a basic Crayola marker, uh, ones we grew up with and learned to draw and write with. So I see other lettering artists use this, this instrument to create letters. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Let me try it too. And I fell in love. And I, I realized um, I, coming from a brush pen and a dip pen, the learning curve was a bit steep. But after getting familiar with a, a broadline marker and understanding how to use it, I realized that it was actually easier for people to probably learn from this. Not only was it easier, but it was cheaper and it was fun. So they, no one had to go out and spend an arm and a leg on materials for calligraphy not knowing whether or not they even like it, you know? Right. And, and guys, I'll attest to the fact that it's easier because I can never do calligraphy, but I came out of the workshop that they put on, Natalie and Colin, and I was able to do it and still do it. And it's actually not, not as good as Gina, but it's fun. It's fun. I got to say, I, I was a skeptic in the beginning, but a believer by the end. That's good. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started a, a the, uh, a pla- I started hashtagging my mar- my broadline marker post on Instagram because mm-hmm. I slowly moved over to Instagram um, during this time, and I started using the hashtag uh, Crayolligraphy, which was calligraphy with a marker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot of you know I kind of asked the audience, "Would you be interested if I started teaching this?" And I got a lot of responses, a lot of positive feedback saying, "Yes, yes, yeah, yeah do it." Um, so I started the a platform, and I, you know, put up I, again. I had a my own site, Tierney Studio, so it was all kind of living in that realm. Sure, you know, and that's more client work. So I still wasn't sure what I was doing, but I just I threw up a newsletter, and I had thousands of subscribers within the first twenty four hours. Wow! So I knew this was kind of a big deal, um, and so there was. So I started writing tutorials based on crayography, which is the art of stylistically writing with a marker. And originally it was called crayography because I wanted obviously the play on, you know, the puns I'm big in that, but the neologism of (laughs) crazy Crayola calligraphy, you know, you combine those three and you get crayography. Um, I did run into a little bit of a setback there uh, with, with the big brand. Um, I haven't gone into too much detail about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I plan to soon. We plan on releasing kind of like the story because a lot of people are interested in what happened. But I, I did reach out to Crail and I asked them, you know, if they wanted to partner. Um, and here I am, you know, to them, I'm just like this little nobody artist that probably wants to make a dime off them, which I can understand. They um, respectfully said no and that uh, they... I. 
might be infringing upon their trademark using cryolography. So I was like, okay, well, you know, that kind of sucks because you see all, a lot of, you know, bigger name companies partner with smaller artists and right. they have a good partnership. You know, they have, they're, they're ambassadors. They, you know, they help each other out. Um, so I just decided to take matters into my own hand and change it to cryolography. Which well, it does roll off the tongue a little bit easier. Much easier. Yeah, that pesky little O, I removed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I changed it to Craylography. Uh, I announced it to my audience, and they're all, they all said the exact same thing that you did, Amy. It just looks better. It sounds better. Go for it. They so accepted it. Yeah, so um, then on, I just we started calling it Craylography. And then um, I created a website, and now I have its own platform, its own entity uh, that's not related to Tierney Studio anymore. And then I decided to start teaching workshops. So not just write these in-depth blog tutorials. And Veronica can <laughs> vouch. They are really in-depth. I mean, they go, they go deep into like pressure, like how to hold it in your fingertips. I mean, it, it goes, it, it's long and it's, it's a lot to consume. But I decided to teach workshops and throughout uh, teaching workshops, I, I probably got really into it. Uh, Ian Barnard and I, we held, we host our first workshop in 2016 at Creative South Conference. Wow. Yeah. You know, he, call, he called me up and he was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to be headed over there from England. Uh, what do you, you want to host a Craylegraphy workshop? You know, I see that it's garnering a lot of attention and people seem to be into it. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And this is like a week before the workshop. So we called, uh, he, he talked to Mike Jones, the, uh, the conference head, and uh, he was all about it. And we went into uh, Creative South with about five signups, right? Right. They're like, okay, this is going to be pretty intimate because no one really knew about it. And, you know, there was no marketing or promoting it, nothing. Well, we show up at the workshop with uh, material supplies for like about five or six people in the class is packed house. <laughs> I'm talking 20 to 30 people. Just, it was full. Showed up. Just showed up. I mean, they paid on their way literally to the workshop because <laughs> they had no idea we were there. We, uh, we didn't know what we were doing, but we pretty much kind of, I would say uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was winging it at best. <laughs> so in 2016, you have a workshop you think for five, end up with a full packed house, of 20 to 30, some people Fast forward to 2019. What are your what are your what's it look like now? Workshops. Yeah, so now we're um, we're traveling the country. I had to um, reach out to people that within the city that I was going to, mm -hmm. um, because yes, I'm, at this time I'm I'm a new father. I'd love to be at home. Um, that's kind of why I'm doing this as well, so I can be with my family more. Sure. Um, and I wanted to kind of reach out to people, local artists within the city that I was visiting to host a workshop and train them, kind of certify them as a craylegrapher uh, that, you know, they're able to teach others the same material that I am. So I'd reach out to these artists that join me and we'd host a workshop and, you know, we kind of give them the keys to host their own craylegraphy workshop within wow. their respective cities. Uh, yeah. During that time, I went to Denver and reached out to Veronica. This was last October, Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Veronica, and I reach out to people who are interested, obviously, in letters and are also interested in calligraphy. That's and probably have, helpful. Yeah. Who have participated in, um, we had like a weekly challenge at the time called Satter Cray. And Veronica 
you might have done it a few times and I noticed it and really liked your work. Yeah, and, and I ended up once um, you asked me to host and then we just kept talking from there. Yeah, and Veronica's got a huge audience. So whenever she mentioned craleography, it would just like pour in More. her audience <laughs> and, into my followers. So yeah, Veronica, actually, I should tell you now that we were just using you for the followers. <laughs> the truth comes out here first. <laughs> it all comes out here. So how many workshops do you put on a year? Can you estimate? Uh, we try to do at least once once a month. Wow. So I'd say about 12. That's amazing across but, the country. But we do more. We do more than that because some, I do some local mm-hmm. workshops. The one actually that you attended, Amy. Um, and sometimes that'll be like two. So I'd say like anywhere from 12 to, you know, 16. Wow. And Ronica, yeah. how did you get into lettering? Um, well, ever since I was young, I was always interested in type and letters. I've always stared at signs, hand painted walls, like anything like that. So I went into eventually in college, I went into graphic design. Mm-hmm. And when I was in graphic design classes, we had a lesson on uh, lettering and calligraphy, um, which back then this was in. So well, that was probably right at the beginning when lettering was really getting popular. And it was more than just designers doing it. And it was, you know, everyday people trying to attempt it. Um, and I just fell in love with it. Um, and I just kind of looked up, you know, I was like, wait, I can do this for a living. I can draw letters and this can be a thing that I could do. Like, I didn't even think about it when I was younger and even in college, you know, I was like trying to find the path that I wanted through design. And from then on and from 2015 till now, I haven't stopped drawing letters at all. Um, Out of these last four years, there are more days that I can count that I haven't been lettering than when I have. And that's part of like, I just love them. I'm constantly, I have a sketchbook on me every day in my purse of some shape or form to letter if I'm in a restaurant, at a bar, you know, out anywhere. So she's not kidding either. It's, it's literally everywhere. She'll, she'll she'll letter her, uh, the the menu, you know, that she's (laughs) from whatever restaurant she's at. I mean, this is um, amazing. One that you're so into it that you guys have thousands. I mean, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands in your case, Veronica, of followers who are into this type of thing. I mean, I knew, that there was, you know, Etsy's popular for a reason, right? Because of the artist and the artistry that you guys have, the creativity that you have. But, um, and this is amazing to me, that you have like uh, over 100,000 followers. All over. (laughs) Right? She's a beast on Instagram. Honestly, it was, it just, it kind of happened one night, like one day. Was it because (laughs) of a specific post or something? Um, I don't know. I had started an Instagram and just done small things and drawing, but um, it was back in 2016. I'll never forget exactly when it happened. <laughs> I was, I just moved from Florida to Colorado with mm-hmm. my husband and I hadn't been able to find a job yet. So I was sitting at my friend's house cause she was letting us stay with her. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I really want to get into, I was already, you know, on that lettering kick, but I ha- wasn't really confident enough to post yet. I was like, you know, what if I start posting stuff? And how about I create a dedicated lettering instead of like a one filled with, you know, all my pictures of personal stuff. So I sat there in her living room or dining room table, actually, and started creating videos. I just started recording me painting different things, different letters. And I was just doing small things like that, just using watercolor. And I started to post it and, of course, use as many hashtags as I could related to everything. And some, I don't know what, what worked in that formula, but the moment I started posting more videos mm-hmm. before all these algorithms kicked in, 
I suddenly started getting like, you know, 10 to 15 followers. And then it was like hundreds of followers. And then it was just, it just kept snowballing. And I was like, Oh my God, like what's happening. This is so cool. And so I just kept posting more and more work. And the more I posted, the more consistently I posted, I found the more I would, the more attention I would get. Cause I guess I would get featured more on their explore page. The more people could find me sure. through all the hashtags right. and all that. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. But yeah, I just started the moment I started posting videos, actual like lettering or any sort of art-based videos. Cause back then I was also still doing more watercolor things, not necessarily just lettering. Um, that's where it started to blow up. And I was just, I was blown away and I'm, I still am. And I'm just so grateful for it. <laughs> so one but of the- I, I should mention that none of it is luck whatsoever. Veronica is very dedicated in showing up every single day and producing some kind of work and showing it off to the world. Well, you could, you aren't too shabby either with a, like 30 K yeah. plus followers on calligraphy and whatnot. So yeah, but that's also help from the team, you know, like it, it, a lot of it is mine. Yeah. But, um, you know, the team pretty much is able to log on to calligraphy mm-hmm. whenever I'm sure pretty much, you know, there's, we got like five people on there right now and, uh, they can, they can post their work because they're part of the team. And as long as it's relative, yeah. Content, you Colin, know, then you yourself sense. have like 45K of people. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you guys, the, the point is, is that it's amazing how by doing what you're passionate about, you've found all these followers. And one of the things early on, and one of the reasons I, I started this is that the podcast is that uh, someone I knew didn't feel that their art, their creative juices would be something that would be feasible for them to chase their dream. They, they didn't think it was something that's sustainable for them to enjoy. And you guys are like the definition of success in that sense, because you seem happy about it. I mean, don't let me put words in your mouth, but you seem happy doing this and it's creativity and just finding ways to keep doing this. Is that yeah, safe to it, say? Yeah, absolutely. That's something that we want to bring with calligraphy and just our, our work personally every day is I like to push like, it doesn't matter what stage you're in, mm-hmm. please you know, show your work, do it. Everyone starts. I started, you know, at zero, we all start at the same place and we may be at different levels at different times, but that's okay. Like just keep going. If it makes you happy, keep doing it. And you're going to find a supportive community. And that's something I really like about the lettering community is that they are very supportive to help you keep going. And I, that's something that through calligraphy, um, you can start, you can start without having to spend a ton of money because these supplies can get very expensive and you can start um, and something that will, you know, it's going to be much easier for you to improve with a broadline marker versus a brush marker just because of the easeability of that tip. So that's something that we love to just really emphasize is that please, please start and post. Don't worry about what skill level you're at. You know, we're all here together to learn and just to get better. <laughs> and don't worry about, if I might add, the, the followers either. Um, yeah. I obviously having a following, um, you know, I guess some people might call it social proof, you know, that this Mm -hmm. person knows what they're doing, but I've seen plenty of artists, not just lettering artists, artists in general that have a very small audience and who do so well, you know, they, the, the work that they create just sometimes surpasses these people with hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. They just, uh, maybe they just came to the game a little bit late after the algorithm shift, whatever, but um, I, I just want to make sure people, you know, your audience, my audience, Veronica's audience, they all know that it's not about that number of followers. Yes, it's nice to have, but, um, you know, only a percentage of our f- 
true audience, really small percentage, mm-hmm. 1% less than that really sees our posts anymore. Oh, and, right. um, Algorithms and all that. Yeah. But it's that, you know, 1% that are really committed. It's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have said, I think Seth Godin mentions this, but it's, it's your tribe. Yeah. You know, those are the people that, that matter, you know, that actually show up and want to see your work, want to see you, you know, do good and progress. Um, that's what matters. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that because sometimes I think we get so focused on numbers and social proof, uh, if you will, that we can allow that to deter us, right? If people aren't giving me the likes, then people must not like it and things like that. And so how do you guys deal with, uh, you may not have that pressure, but how do you deal with criticism that may come? Or have you dealt with criticism on when, Veronica, when I'll let you take the lead here. You you probably deal with it more than I because because of your followers. And uh, you, once in a while, it's not even criticism. It's just straight up trolls. So Veronica gets yeah. far more trolls right. than I do. Really? It doesn't happen often, at least in this community, like in the lettering community, it doesn't happen super often. It's usually, um, and criticism, it's hard because it's, it's rare to get constructive criticism from mm. someone because that is, of course, always v- super valuable. Um, it might be like an offhand negative comment. And I try to counter that positivity or at least humor. So that way it kind of diffuses the situation immediately. Sure. You That's know, a great but we're idea. all human. You know, I've gotten into, an ar- into arguments with someone, but if I see that happening, I try to step back and, you know, directly message them and say, Hey, what's going on? Like, let's solve this because it's, you know, there's, it's unnecessary. Um, but it doesn't happen too often. And it typically it's someone from outside of the community kind of passing by a post that maybe they don't understand or sure. they don't, they're not really into it. So they're, they kind of like, you know, they might've found it somehow and through some other hashtag. Um, but essentially I try to combat it with positivity. If I can, I try, you know, I'm not always perfect. And sometimes I might get angry and, but I, you know, I always You're try human. to at least be more positive or just right trying to diffuse it by with of course with humor so if they say something a little negative i'll just be like okay thanks <laughs> you know it's fine it's okay thank you for your opinion like you're entitled to that that's totally fine um um and surprisingly um sometimes you know other you know my other followers will chime in and i try to be like you know it's fine don't worry about it but um, like me <laughs> yeah step in i know Colin will be like hey you know <laughs> but for the most part it's not too rampant it's not, it's, it's a hard, especially on my post personally, I notice a lot more criticism if like a, you know, those big feature accounts, like when they start to take your video and that's typically because you see audiences that are not really necessarily within the tight knit community mm-hmm. that you have. Uh, honestly, just the one thing, if you encounter that, especially if you're very self-conscious of your work, which I don't care how many followers you have or how experienced you have, you will always be self-conscious about what you're posting and you're always doubting it, um, don't take it to heart. A lot of people, you know, because it's online, feel like they can voice some things that they wouldn't necessarily tell you in person. Um, just try to either directly message them, you can ignore them, you know, um, if it's something really silly and superficial. But, or just, you know, kill them with kindness. Just say, hey, thanks. Thank you for that. You know, or that's essentially what I try to do. But yeah, that's a great approach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the point you also make about, you know, you're going to be self-conscious. Don't let that stop you. Right. Is is important as well. And so, Colin, as a guy, you probably get less maybe. Or do you still get trolls and, and negative feedback? Um, 
Not necessarily. Uh, not too often. I don't. Mm. Um, like Veronica said, it's, it's a pretty tight knit community. Um, I'm not nearly large enough for, you know, the average troll to even find me. Um, and if, if I do, I, you know, Veronica might uh, kill him with kindness. I kill him <laughs> with humor. You know, I just like <laughs> either mock them or reply with some sort of ridiculous emoji. I love telling stories through emojis. Emojis are powerful things. I mean, yeah. we really get, you get the picture with one, add five Literally. and, you know, a whole story is shared. Yeah. It exactly. doesn't take much, right? Right. So now that you guys have kind of come together, you're sharing your knowledge, you're sharing this amongst people. This came, it sounds like, as a natural evolution of an interest, right? That you had, that you found, that you've kind of grown. Each of you in your own way, with your own talents, with your own work. What's the next step? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a great question. Um, we'll continue to provide workshops. Um, Veronica and I will keep training people. We'd like to have every region of the country covered. Um, that way, ideally, I don't have to really go anywhere. Don't get <laughs> me wrong. I love traveling, but sure. um, that day's over, you know, especially with three kids. So when I was first starting off, I would leave Friday night go into this big city like a lost puppy, not knowing anywhere mm. or anyone. Um, go to the workshop venue, host it, finish it, hop right back on a plane, get home Sunday morning around four. So yeah. this was this was every, you know, either two, one or two times a month that I'd be doing this. And it, this was right after our newborn son, um, you know, about a year ago. It was very taxing both, you know, physically and emotionally. So that's, that's where the whole educators is what we're calling them uh, came about where, you know, everyone takes control of their either state region and they're able to provide a good create like free workshop. Now, aside from that, Veronica and I have started the process of online courses because we realize, um, we realize that uh, in-person workshops is not accessible for everyone. You know, there's, there's people, a lot of people in South America that would love to go to a craniography workshop, but aren't able to. So the next best thing is these online courses that actually we uh, began filming about two months ago now, Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still in the process of that. Um, we would like to expand craniography mm -hmm. into something bigger. So craniography might be just the child of this overarching umbrella or parent. How exciting. Um, yeah. Yes. Because the thing with uh, craniography is people realize they can get good pretty fast. And <laughs> we have proven that through uh, guinea pigs, such as my wife, who never picked up a pen in her life to try mm -hmm. the, the art. And in November of last year, we asked her to kind of prove our theory which is practice 20 minutes a day for a month and see how much you've improved. Because in our workshops, we tell everyone, we're going to give you the, the tools and the knowledge, but you're not going to get good over, like overnight or even after this workshop. You're going to have to go home and put in the work now. It's on you. And um, you guys use the hashtag for that, right? Uh, 20 minutes tw of Cray? 20 minutes of Cray. And we started the account. And that's where my wife came in. Mm -hmm. And she started this 20 minutes of Cray account. And sure enough, after a month, she got really good. Um, I, I believe you, Veronica and Lindsay, Lindsay is my wife's name. 
Um, you started the, the first challenge together, right? Yeah, we kicked off a challenge last um, November, uh, a fall theme challenge. And let me tell you, I am so impressed with Lindsay and slightly jealous because she has progressed so quickly <laughs> by this compared to the, it took me probably about over a year, um, you know, back then before I really had guidance or knew what I was doing. Um, and she's been doing so well. So we're just so excited to like see someone who's never had an art background, never had design, you know, like we have. Um, actually pick it up, enjoy it, and improve significantly. Um, so and, and then you have the, the people that say, oh, well, you have Mr. Calligraphy by your side. <laughs> of course, you're going to get good. And we discussed this. I said, I'm just going to sit there and not say a word. You know, we'll continue watching The Office like we, you know. <laughs> Multitask. Every single night. <laughs> Gotta have something. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm not going to say a word all I want you to take this on as if you were any person out there interested in it, meaning you have the tutorials online, you have the free reference guide if you sign up to the newsletter. So she did all that. Right. Um, you have Instagram, Pinterest, other accounts to, you know, uh, derive some sort of inspiration. Um, and she did. And uh, after, you know, a few months, she got really good. And, you know, she started posting pictures of our kids on there. I was like, okay, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's focus. Put, yeah. Let's put a pause on this. And um, let's, if this is the route you're going, let's begin your own account. So she did. She started right hand mama. Mm-hmm. W R I T E. Of course, we're have to do puns. I mean, that's just everything. Every, everything just is based see, everything on a pun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she started that account. Um, and she was so upset. She's like, yeah, but I garnered so many followers. I'm like, dude, you'll get them back. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, and so now we treat the 20 minutes of Cray account as kind of like a round Robin relay. So every month we have a new choreographer to take on the challenge of 20 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And they, they post it as if they were, it was their own account. You know, they post their own stories. I don't even touch it. Um, every week yeah. they have their, uh, challenge posts for, for that week. So everyone can see and join. Um, and then the idea behind this is to have like a endless feed of everyone's lettering journeys, like uh, so many different people. In 30 days, you can see the change. Have you yeah. guys been surprised by the reception, uh, by people of, for calligraphy or just even, uh, this kind of handwriting? Um, for, for me personally, uh, I'm not surprised because people gravitate towards, obviously, uh, if you're into arts and you want to learn letter forms, they, they gravitate, they gravitate towards something that they can relate to. Everyone can relate to a marker. Um, and obviously something that is a bit easier than the traditional instruments. So if it's, if it's fun and it's something they can learn quickly, um, then, then why not, you know, like the, get on board. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not surprised. I think initially when I first started calligraphy, um, I was a bit overwhelmed with all the interest. Yeah, I'm sure. But I think that kind of sticker shock settled down a little bit <laughs> and I'm, and now like, I'll always go back to the algorithm. Like things have settled a lot. Um, but now we need to, and your original question is what's next. Mm-hmm. Well, 
that's what we're doing next is helping people go from this, this medium to the next stage in their lettering journey, which could be picking up a brush pen or a dip pen um, and, and learning different styles, maybe copper plate. So it's a continued um, evolution. It is. Wow. So depending on yeah. which pathway they want to go on, we would like to be a platform that's able to introduce them to that. So they start for, and that's, that was our biggest issue when starting this is, okay, we had them and now we kind of lost them. How do we keep but, them? How do we keep them, you know, in our ecosystem still? Sure. Because I want to continue to see their progress. I've gotten to know a lot of people throughout this and um, I want to continue to help them. Granted, I'm not a uh, copper plate specialist or pro or uh, in any means necessary. I I did start off that way. Mm -hmm. I I start off learning copper plate calligraphy, but that's why I want to bring in these other artists and create this sort of collective. And that's what Veronica and I are trying to do is just create this team of lettering enthusiasts, you know, that uh, love to teach. um, Yeah. And and they each bring their own unique um, style and skill set with them. Cause we're all, even though we're all lettering artists, we all have different styles. We work with different mediums. You know, I primarily do watercolor marker. And then we have some others that, you know, work digitally or work more hand lettering. So we just wanted to create this group of people that can share their knowledge and help everyone that comes to us through their lettering journeys, depending on which way they want to go. So as you guys are meeting these other individuals, these other um, letterers like yourselves, mm-hmm. are, you, are you seeing a common thread in their stories and how they kind of came to this point? Like, Veronica, you, you, probably, you talked about some people with different talents. Do they all have a similar thread of how they kind of got into it? Um, I'm trying to think. So a lot of us, of course, like a majority of the lettering community started off as being designers. You know, mm-hmm. we went to school for design or we're at least interested in design. Um Cause that's usually what pulls people in first. Um, so that's what we've, that's the most common one we've seen out of everything is just like at some point in their life, they have been interested, studied or worked in design. Um, and that's kind of what kicked them off mm-hmm. uh, this area. And then they'll bring other people, you know, people they know, friends, family that nece- don't necessarily have that background and expose them to that. And that's where we'll start getting everyone from outside of that realm come into us so what's great is is that what you're doing aside from the fact that crayography is accessible and easy for people of all backgrounds regardless of your expertise level with um calligraphy or any kind of handwriting frankly um even cursive you can do it and it sounds like what you're trying to do is show that you know regardless of your background you don't need an art degree to do the advanced level either is that fair to say yeah, I would say our workshop attendees are a motley crew. I mean, yeah. yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah, yes, you have your designers, um, but you have everyone else there as well, and I mean everyone. I've had it all, and all ages, all backgrounds. Yeah, you know, uh, eight-year-olds all the way up to seventy-year-olds, mm-hmm. um, all backgrounds, all ethnicities. You know, male, female, everyone. And the idea is like, it doesn't have to be something that you want to pursue professionally. Like I started off because yes, I enjoyed seeing other calligraphers work, but it was very cathartic for me. It was frustrating at first because there is a steep learning curve. Um, But I, 
I, I loved it. And it just happened to be because, you know, I also wanted to um, advance my skill set and offer different services for clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that craligraphy is the gateway drug for, <laughs> for if you're, if you're into letters, uh, it's the gateway drug and it'll introduce you to other worlds of the lettering arts. I and, love, um, I love this. I mean, I love the fact that you guys are pursuing your passion, but you're also opening it up to people of all ages, genders, races, religions, whatever, et cetera. It doesn't matter, frankly, what your background is. You can do this. And oftentimes people are intimidated by arts. I'm intimidated absolutely. by arts. I mean, I didn't think I'd be able to do. I, and I know, Kyle, you said, hey, by the end, you'll be able to do it. I doubted. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. There you go. But, you know, uh, don't believe me if you don't want to, guys. I, I, ha- <laughs> I still uh, think I have it on, like, my Instagram. You can see what I did. Uh, but, you know, anybody can do it. So I'm excited to see the next level of what you're doing, or even, frankly, the online course that you're creating. So do we have, uh, by the end of the year, 2020? What are we thinking? Yeah, I'd say by the yeah. end of the year, for sure. Nice. You guys heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> end of the year. They really did hear it here first. Yeah, there you go. There we you haven't go. We really officially, yeah, we haven't announced it. Um, <laughs> we put it yeah. out there in the world, though. So there you go. Yeah, world so cr- calligraphy, <laughs> <laughs> calligraphy will always be the linchpin. It'll be like what we're known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've yet to announce the uh, umbrella brand that that will be coming. Um, but that our our goal is to be able to launch that. Um, you know, coming probably midsummer, so very soon. Um, we would love to actually get a calligraphy book published. And That'd be awesome. If the stars all align, an actual calligraphy marker. Ooh. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I've I've spoken to um I've met a lot of people throughout these workshops, and there was one person in particular, and then another one later on, who mentioned how the ergonomics of um if if you relate the markers to these children holding these markers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not ergonomically correct for them to learn on. Mm-hmm. And so I found that very interesting and something that maybe parents might be interested in as well. If, if they're trying to get their kids back into penmanship, because all the school systems that they're, re- they're removing cursive, which is a shame, but that is a shame. Um, yeah. A lot of them. Um, so you know, mm. the parents kind of feel like they should take this on themselves. So I have a lot of parents coming to these workshops and then learning some of the material and then working with it with their children. So um, it would be great to create a marker that is ergonomically correct. This is for, awesome. Uh, not only adults, but children or not only children, but also adults for everyone um, because it has yet to be done. This we'll is see. That, that's like really shooting for the stars. But, you know, that's all right. Hey, we are all about that kind of stuff over here. At Chasing yeah. Dreams. We are all about that. Yeah. So, Veronica, what, before we let you guys go, what, are, what can when people expect from you in the future? We know Colin's keeping busy with all this stuff. What else do you have aside from what helping Colin with, with calligraphy? Um, well, um, at this point, all my energy is really, um, Colin and I are becoming uh, true partners um, in calligraphy. And um, so, again, my end goal is to teach in any sort of form. And, you know, anyone that follows me knows I have a ton of worksheets and, but I want to evolve that to be able to give a more immersive experience, mm-hmm. which is what, you know, Colin and I are working on by the end of the year. And essentially 
um, I just look forward to hopefully expanding like, you know, my YouTube channel to be able to share more of my actual work with everyone, you know, more in depth, because that's something I get a lot, you know, Instagram is only 60 seconds long, sure, so super sped up, or you can't really see details. So aside from the teaching and the working, I just want to share more of my personal pieces that I create in more depth and more detail with everyone at a slower pace. So that's something that I'll be working on because I do get requests a lot for that. You know, like what materials are you using? How did you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I can, you know, look at that closer. So that's something that I want to work on um, to kind of, you know, it's fun for me and hopefully helpful and fun for other people when they look at it too. <laughs> this is awesome, guys. I'm so excited to see what comes of Crayligraphy, where it's going. And uh, listen, keep aiming high. I'm so thankful. Listen, thank you so much for jumping on. I know you guys are busy. You got things to do, courses to make, but know that it is appreciated. And I'm sure you've inspired our listeners to chase their dreams, regardless of their skill level and just face their interests. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Amy. We we appreciate uh, your time as well. And guys, that was Colin Tierney and Veronica Ruiz. Aren't they amazing dream chasers? They're doing phenomenal, chasing their passions and doing it while having fun. They were perfect for the show. That's why I had to have them on. That's why I wanted you guys to hear their story. And I'm so glad you did. You guys can learn more about Colin and Veronica over on the show notes page at amyj21.com slash episode 198. That's episode 198. All right, guys. Until next time, when we get to 199, and I bring back a special guest from a past episode, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.